Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. The prophet was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. The priest was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. The king was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. And then when God called somebody to do a special work, he would anoint them. Or sometimes he said he filled them with the Spirit, which is different than even us being filled with the Spirit, just to perform that task. But you see, all the body of, as we would call them, believers in God, did not have the presence of God. That's the reason they had to present themselves up there where God was. That's God's house. But now then, thank God, you're God's house. You're the temple of God. That is, He lives in you individually, and then the body of believers is the temple of God. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. This week, we continue the timeless teaching series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. This will be a great day of powerful teaching. Stay tuned. Plus, later in today's program, I'll give you details on how you can obtain this month's special offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. I'm going to read first the 127th Psalm, the first verse. Just half of the verse said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Notice this, that they did get the house built, but they labored in vain because the Lord wasn't in it. And then we notice that uh, Paul made this statement in Philippians, the third chapter, and in the twelfth verse, Paul said, Not as though I had already attained, either are already perfect, but I follow, pursue, follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Next verse, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, Next verse, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Then notice in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, Paul said, writing to the church at Corinth, the fourth verse, well, the third verse, then the fourth and fifth, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then turning to the fourth chapter of John's Gospel, when the woman at the well of Samaria said, the 20th verse, Our fathers worship in this mountain. Samaritans were half-breed Jews. That well was Jacob's well where Jesus was there and asked her for a drink. Our fathers worship in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. But Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither worship in this mountain, nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You see, it was required that every male 30 years of age and upward had to present himself in Jerusalem at least once a year. That's where the temple of God was. God's presence, listen to me carefully, God's presence was kept shut up in the Holy of Holies, the Shekinah glory, what we call the layman and everybody else except the king, the priest, the prophet, and somebody that God may specially call did not have the presence of God in them. 
or with them in that sense. They didn't know the Spirit of God as we do. The prophet was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. The priest was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. The king was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. And then when God called somebody to do a special work, he would anoint them. Or sometimes he said he filled them with the Spirit, which is different than even us being filled with the Spirit, just to perform that task. But you see, all the body of, as we would call them, believers in God, did not have the presence of God. That's the reason they had to present themselves up there where God was. That's God's house. But now then, thank God, you're God's house. You're the temple of God. That is, he lives in you individually, and then the body of believers is the temple of God. So who's right? The Samaritans, we worship God. They worship the same God in this mountain. Jews say you have to worship God in Jerusalem. In one sense of the word, you could say Jesus, if you read between the lines, he just said, well, neither one of you is right now. Because the time's come and now is. The hour cometh and now is. It's right here. When the true worshipers, that's what we want is true worshipers. Let me say it kindly. You can't go back to the Old Testament and worship God like they did and be true worshipers. You can't go back to the Old Testament and dance like they did and be true worshipers. Though the principle may be the same, the, uh, the example may be the same, yet the practice is not the same. Are you following me now? No, the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers, yeah, they worshiped all right, but we're true worshipers, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Notice he keeps using the word worship twice. Worshipers, worship, worship. Now notice the next verse. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him. Though in those two verses, the word worship is used four times. The word worshipers, once. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Last Wednesday night, I, I was awakened about 3 o'clock in the morning. Through the years, I've always done most of my praying in the nighttime. And I couldn't get back to sleep more than ever, just sleep like a baby. But I, I began to pray, realized God was dealing with me, so I began to pray. I began to pray in other tongues, pray in the Spirit. Spent some time praying in other tongues. And then after a while, I found myself speaking some words out in English. I don't know whether I was prophesying or just interpreting part of my prayer. But in English, I kept speaking these words, plans, purposes. And I'd pray in tongues and I'd come over it again, plans, purposes. And then I said to the Lord, in my own English, I said, Lord, uh, that's not all of that. And so I prayed some more in tongues. And then I said, plans, purposes, pursuits. Plans, purposes, pursuits. And then the presence of God just seemed to envelop me. And it seemed to me that Jesus and I were standing, and actually it was our Monday night service, and we were standing a little higher than that ceiling is. And when I saw myself participate, I could see my body down there. Otherwise, I didn't see it. And, and so Jesus said, men make their own plans and then ask me to bless them. People, evangelists, pastors, make their own plans. And then they pursue their plans. And their purposes are all wrong oftentimes. And they ask me to bless them. 
Well, because they are my children, because I love them, I'll bless them as far as I can. But I cannot put my approval upon them because it's man's plans and not my plans. But you see, over against man's plans is God's plans. And, and then he went on to say, you see, when it comes to having church, when it comes to services, when it comes to meetings, man, he said, makes their own plans. And then they ask me to bless their plan. I'll bless them as far as I can. But I can't put my full approval and blessing upon it because it's man's plans and they're pursuing their plans. Some pastors, he said, and evangelists and other ministers and teachers, they'll check around to see what somebody else is doing and they'll adopt their plan. I may have spoken to this pastor over here and my plan may work for him, but it won't work over there because it's not my plan for that place. You see, we need to take time to wait on God to see what God wants me to do what my call is and what my ministry is. And then he went on to say, you see, uh, God has a plan and a purpose. I'm just repeating what Jesus said to me. may not be word for word, but this is the essence of it. God has a plan and a purpose for every meeting. And I said to him, I remembered that he had spoken to me three years ago. And he said to me, get back to doing what I told you to do. You see, it's mighty easy to drift from God's plan. Uh, for instance, concerning camp meeting, he said to me, when we started, and you know, that first year, we only had about 400, or at night time, you'd have more local people come. I'd have 800. But about 400 people came, you know, from out of town to be in the meeting. And uh, the Lord had said to me, have a faith seminar and an indoor camp meeting. And so he said, you remember that in the morning time, taught on nothing but faith. The afternoon was open to the move of the Holy Ghost every way he led. In fact, you did some teaching on the Holy Ghost. The night service is the camp meeting part. Whatever the Holy Ghost is saying at the moment, whatever he wants to get over, minister to everybody because, you see, he's interested in meeting the needs of everyone. And so he said, uh, and, and without thinking, we had drifted away from that. We'd have different speakers, and one speak in the morning this day, tomorrow somebody else would speak in the morning, and he'd speak in the afternoon the next day. And, and then on any particular subject, or it might be faith-related, but not just exactly faith. And so, uh, you, you see, if we're going to have God's full blessing, that's the point. He'll bless you up to a point. But if you're going to have his full blessing, you're going to have to fall in line with his plan. Now, his plan for one preacher might not be his plan for another preacher. That's the reason we need to stay in fellowship with God and see what his plan is for us and what he wants us to do. And it's amazing when you obey God and do what he wants you to do, how things work out. Now, you see, there are believers' meetings. Now, you remember in, in second, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, chapter 26, verse, Paul said, when ye come together. He's talking about a believers' meeting. And he went on to say, that if everybody spoke with tongues and, and an unbeliever came in. See, these were believers meetings. We here in America very seldom have believers meetings, and yet we should have believers meetings. Things can happen in a believers meeting that shouldn't happen in a meeting like this. Things can happen and should happen in a believers meeting that couldn't happen, shouldn't happen in a meeting that's open to the general public. You've got people there, you know, that don't understand a lot of things in that church at Farmersville. We got as close to, to what Paul was talking about in, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians of, of any church I pastored. 
I would say very seldom. Actually, in 1939, 1940, I don't suppose that on Sunday morning I preached over the two-year period a half a dozen times. In those days, when I came into Pentecost, you see, 1939, they thought you was backslid if you didn't have a testimony meeting every, every service. Remember that? Any old-timers here? See, these modern-day, there's a move of the Spirit that the modern-day charismatic knows nothing about. And we've got to get to it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, the CD series Camp Meeting Classics Volume 1 for 1995, featuring classic camp meeting sermons from Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, Oral Roberts, and John Osteen. Call today and get this month's special offer now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 888 Faith 99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Arms Call to Arms up. Men's Conference coming up the 7th through the 9th of November. Call. Building men of character. It is going to be great. You're going to miss it if you're not here. So uh, go right there and you can go on the on the internet and you can register. Go to rhema.org and, and there's all kinds of ways to register there. It That's tells right. you everything you need That's to do. If Rhema for Today has blessed your life, then consider giving a financial gift to help offset the cost of broadcasting this program in your area. Our partners make this radio program possible. We thank you for all your support. Interested in becoming a Word Partner? Call today and request the Word Partner Packet. That number is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or visit rhema.org today. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.